today on episode number 181 of the Teaching in Higher Ed podcast, Dave and I talk about gifts for learning and productivity. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to this episode of Teaching in Higher Ed. This is the space where we explore the art and science of being more effective at facilitating learning. We also share ways to improve our personal productivity so we can have some more peace in our lives and be even more present for our students. Hi, this is Bonnie Stahoviak, and today I am joined by my best friend, partner, and husband, Dave Stahoviak. And we thought we would talk a bit today about with the upcoming holidays, maybe you're trying to think about some gifts for others, or maybe you just want to get a gift for yourself. And we have some recommendations for you today, all around gifts for learning and productivity. Bonnie, we've never done this before. Not only have we not done this before, for the first time ever, we are doing a joint episode between teaching in higher ed and coaching for leaders. And I'm excited about some of the things we're going to be sharing about. But even before we get to that point, I just wanted to take a step back and show my gratitude for everybody who listens to either or both of our podcasts and to you for suggesting back in 2014, actually you suggested it a long time before then, but finally getting me through that final nudge in June of 2014 to start a podcast. It's really been transformative and we could talk all day about gifts and products and services, but ultimately it just comes down to me about the relationship and the way in which we at different times of the year get to just celebrate that and celebrate how thankful we are. And I know you and I really work hard at not doing that only on holidays and only on birthdays and things like that, but really trying to make that something that is an orientation that we have toward living of just being people of gratitude. And with all of that, we should just say that then throw it out the window and we're just totally going to talk about products <laughs> and services. Actually, no, I well, know you had a couple things you wanted to say just about as we are coming toward the holidays how we like to think about gifts and and some of our philosophy around that, especially with our kids. Indeed. And and even before that, I am echoing what you're thinking too. We have the we have great listeners. We have so many wonderful people in our community. I've said this before, I think on the show, one of the things that people uh, who do online platforms get warned about from friends and colleagues is watch out for the spammers out there and the haters and all the people you're going to get the negative email from. I don't think either of us have ever had that happen in any substantial way. I mean, knock on wood, we just have such wonderful people in this community. So first and foremost, we're also grateful for you, all the support you've all given to us. And and so today's episode, it will be about gifts a bit, but uh, uh, the bigger message is you know, how can we utilize gift giving in order to show appreciation. And uh, and we we really try to do that in our family. Of course, gift giving with small children is part of the holiday season with the culture we live in here in North America, especially. And yet we really, Bonnie and I really try to be intentional with our kids, especially about gift giving being you know, one piece of the holiday season and around the religious context of the things we we celebrate and honor um, versus being the focus of the holiday season. And so uh, we really do try to think about how can we give to others? And and that's one of the our our motivations for doing the show today is thinking about, you know, how can you find the right 
services, gifts, products, things that will inspire others, uh, have fun, and also just be part of that uh, the good fear, good feeling about the holiday season. Not good fear. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> the, the holidays do sometimes bring fear with all the stress that uh, that happens around this time of year. One of the other things we wanted to mention is that for some of the things we're going to mention, we receive some sort of, or we have some sort of an affiliate relationship with, and by us recommending it, we might receive either an extension on the service that we've already bought or some sort of monetary reward. And that's something legally we want to share, but also ethically, it would be important to us that you know. Everything on our list, though, we bought well before having any sort of affiliate relationship with and everything on our list, we would keep buying. (laughs) That's not a primary motivator for us. And, you know, our shows, that's not how our shows are sustainable is through these kinds of affiliates. I joke and sometimes say that occasionally the affiliate relationship we have with Amazon occasionally actually means that our book budget is you know, funded, but, funded. Yeah, <laughs> but that's indeed. not even always the case. So. Well, and in some cases we've actually gone out cause we did a little thinking of this in advance and thought of, you know, what would also be helpful to you as our community. So we've reached out to a few of the folks um, and the organizations that uh, we've utilized well and asked, you know, what can they do to offer to you all? So uh, we've got a few things where we've set up uh, opportunities for a free trial or some uh, money off if you decide to do it. The first real category of what we wanted to talk about today is about gratitude. And of course, Dave and I have been sharing some gratitude with all of you for being a part of this community. And one of the ways I have found really helpful to show my gratitude in, I think, a really creative way is a company called Greetable. That's G-R-E-E-T-A-B-L. And I always put that E on there and then darn it if that doesn't work. So it's greetable without the E on the end of it.com. And Dave will have a link to all these things in the show notes. But picture this, Dave, you get a little box. It looks a little bit larger than a box. You might see a Christmas ornament coming in, just one single ornament. And you open up that box and inside is a paper box decorated beautifully with vibrant colors and just beautiful artistry. And then inside is a gift that has been selected for you. It might be a candle. We sent one to my mom for her birthday. It had a little moleskin notebook in it, a little teeny tiny one. It could be a lollipop. It could be some sort of scrub for your hands to help with the dry skin. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can put inside of it. They have chocolate. They have chocolate and caramel chocolate, all kinds of things. And then you can write your own greeting. So it opens up, the box opens up, it folds out almost to a flat piece of paper at that point, although there's cuts in it so that it could have folded out to be a box. And you get to write your own message to the person. You get to include up to three pictures. And I've been sending this out. I've been able to do some keynote speaking recently and really connected with some amazing people at these institutions I spoke at. And I just wanted to send them a little something, but it's, you don't want to send like a huge thing, but don't want to just send a card. It just seemed the perfect thing. And it was such a nice way for me to try to express how much it meant to me to have been invited and become a part of their event. And that was also fun because I could include the logo from the event or I could include a picture that I took at the event. There was one that I took for my kids next to some character, a giant 
green alien looking character. <laughs> and so I like just brought in that, you know, we shared this common experience together. I can't recommend it enough. And it was really fun because when my mom got hers, then she took a picture of what she got when she had opened it. And she texted us and said how much she enjoyed it. So it was really fun. That's my recommendation as one creative way of showing gratitude. And I know that the next category here, a number of things we're going to share about have to do with learning. Yeah, indeed. And we're going to have links to all of these in show notes for both episodes. You can either go to coachingforleaders.com slash 324 or teachinginhighered.com slash 181. Bonnie and I are both also going to send these out as part of our weekly guides. So uh, you don't need to remember any of these links. Uh, but for the the uh, for Greetable, uh, Bonnie set up a 15% off coupon for you to utilize. So, uh, so check that out when you see the links come over or you can go uh, track it down on your own. Our next section here is going to be on learning, I think you said, right? So uh, my first recommendation I have for learning is a service called Blinkist that I got introduced to two years ago by one of our Academy members. What Blinkist is, it, it's one of those book summary services, but it's, um, it's entirely online. And so what you do is when you get an account with Blinkist, you go on to your account and you can search for any popular book. They have most of the popular books cataloged. And what they've done is they've taken a book that might take you, you know, three or four days to read, and they've gotten it down to a summary of 15 or 20 minutes. And I have utilized Blinkist actually a bunch in the last year in order to go back and reference material. I know, you know, things that were in prior books, especially when I talk to authors, um, I don't really use Blinkist to prepare for interviews per se, but I will often use Blinkist to go prepare for prior books someone has written because I may have read the book five or 10 years ago, but I want to just be refreshed and reminded of what they've said. And a lot of our Academy members actually use Blinkist in order to preview the content and books they're planning on purchasing. It's a really great way to get a fast overview of some of the key concepts and some of the most important books that are out there. So if that's something that's of interest to you, if you'd like to do a better job of kind of seeing more content out there and also previewing books, but also being reminded of things that maybe you have books you've read in the past, I think Blinkist is a great option for you. And you can uh, set up a free trial with the link that we've uh, got coming in the weekly guides. So I uh, certainly recommend Blinkist. I think you'll uh, find that as a great way to improve your learning. One of the things that both Dave and I love to learn about is podcasting. We've gone to the podcast movement conference for a number of years now, and I came across a course that is hosted or taught by one of my podcasts. I think Dave, you've said he's my podcast crush, but I always feel like that's insulting to you to talk about a crush, but it, it certainly is a platonic crush, but <laughs> is Alex Bloomberg. And he is, he's been around podcasting for a long time, a great storyteller. He started out with the podcast, This American Life, and has since branched out on his own and has an entire network of his own of, of different podcasts. He's just a, a brilliant storyteller. And the company called Creative Live has a podcast storytelling course by Alex Bloomberg, and I just enjoy it so much. And one of the things that Dave, you and I mentioned is so important in this episode is that we not recommend things that we haven't done ourselves. 
I will, I will admit to being tempted by other courses that they have listed up there on Creative Live, but the one that I have gone through and can you know definitely say is well worth the time and money if you're interested in storytelling and particularly storytelling through podcasting, Creative Live is a really, really good one, this course. And we'll link to that in the show, note page, show notes pages that Dave talked about. And Dave, I know you've got another one on learning too. The, this next one for me is Amazon Kindle, but also the Amazon Kindle ecosystem. We were having this conversation in an academy session uh, this week, Bonnie, of uh, you know, some folks have like Barnes & Noble and they have Apple's app set up and Kindle. And they've got books in three or four different ecosystems. I know a lot of us have that happen. And I, one of the things I really love about the Kindle platform is all the things that are built around it. And Bonnie, how much do you read on your Kindle, Bonnie? I know you read on i. You use the Kindle app on your iPad to read most of the time, right? I use the Kindle app on my iPad. If I really wanted to read more and be disciplined about it, I would only use my Kindle because there's just nothing yeah. like zero distractions. And as soon as I find spans of time in my life when I am more dedicated about that, my reading just goes through the roof. You bought me a Kindle, you remember, for Christmas last year, and it has been huge for me on improving and improving the quality of reading and quantity of reading I'm doing because I would, I have an iPad too, but I tend not to read on the iPad because I get so much, I get distracted doing other things or reading the news or Twitter or whatever. So the Kindle's great for picking up and, and being able to read in an environment where you're not distracted by anything else. But the other things that I really like about Kindle is just the ecosystem that goes along with it, as I was mentioning. Um, nowadays, you can link up Kindle with Audible. So if you have an Audible account or you've just purchased the Audible um, audio on Kindle when you buy the book, which you can do now, it will sync between the two. So if you do like I do, where I'm in the road a, a bit, is you can be listening on audio and you can stop and then you can pick up your Kindle or your Kindle app and it will pick up right where you left off and vice versa. So it's a seamless system. And the other thing I love is that you can highlight and do notes and folks in our community have seen that because I've been starting to share some of those around the, the podcast community here. And you and I, since we are linked, if Bonnie buys a Kindle book, it'll show up on my device uh, for me to use and same thing with her. And so if you have family members who you've got um, Kindle devices or apps with, you can you can sh share in that whole ecosystem. So I've really found Kindle to be a game changer for me as far as being able to consume a lot of books, which of course I do preparing for interviews and highlights and all the things. I every There's a lot of services out there, as I mentioned, but I think Kindle's really the richest one and Amazon's just got a great platform for it. So I'd encourage you to check out Kindle if you haven't already. I'm cracking up over here because I keep thinking we're married, we're in love, we're parents, we're linked. <laughs> because we're linked. Yes, it just sounded funny to me. I did want to mention that someone who listens to my podcast as well as yours, Isapo Iqbal, she had asked me if I would consider reflecting a bit on some of my own digital reading practices. And I'd love it if we could link to in our show notes, a post that I wrote about digital reading, because I oh, did go yeah, through did. and I talked about some of the, some of the things that you just mentioned, but also some stuff that we're not going into that much depth about today. And then also in the comments section, people also shared about their own practices that I hadn't mentioned. So it's a good post to go over and look at if you're interested in learning more about the kinds of things that Dave mentioned. We are transitioning away from learning focused items and now into what would fall into the category of productivity or efficiency. How do we do things in a more streamlined way so that we can be more present for the people that are in our lives and 
not get bogged down with some of the minutia. And the first one is Amazon Fresh. Thank you, Amazon Fresh. <laughs> Amazon Fresh is their grocery service. And for, I believe now it's the structure is a monthly fee. They changed it at midstream, so I'm always getting confused, but a monthly fee that as long as you order more than, I believe it's $35 worth of groceries. Something like that. Then you get free delivery. I mean, it's free in air quotes because you're paying a monthly fee, but they deliver it and you don't have to necessarily be home. There's two different ways you can schedule. You can have your groceries delivered to your doorstep and it's in a cool packed thing that will keep it cool. I believe they say for two hours, we've been gone for even more than two hours and it's still been good, but yeah, to be safe two hours. And then they also have part of the service, which we've never used, but where they'll carry the groceries into your kitchen if that's something that you prefer. So Amazon fresh, it is one of those things. We, we have a device in our kitchen and anytime we run out of something, we can either just there's a barcode scanner on it. So you push a button and scan the barcode and that puts it on your shopping list for your next time you do Amazon fresh order. It's an Amazon device. Yeah, it's an Amazon device. uh, What dash? Mm -hmm, The Amazon dash. And they do promotions throughout the year where sometimes you don't even pay anything for it. The most you're going to pay is going to be like $20, but ours was free when we signed up for Amazon fresh. And we also can talk into it. And the kids can talk into it. So we will go up there and there'll be like 20 orders for piñatas, 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 because they think it's hysterical to try for some reason to order piñatas. I think because of the reaction that we gave them the first time they did it. I was like, who goes shopping for piñatas on a grocery list? But it, but it was just really fun. And so the Amazon Fresh, great way. I mean, it's really it's been a big deal to us. It's been a really big deal to just not, and I say this really for you because Dave is the one who has historically (laughs) almost done more of the shopping. We we probably do 80% of our groceries, I think through Amazon fresh now and you schedule it the day before and it shows up and you don't have to be there and it sits outside. I mean, it's, it's really a cool service and we don't run into any issues where anything comes that's not good or spoiled or. Yeah. And the pricing is just, comparable to what we would be paying at a grocery store, sometimes even less around here. Yeah. Uh, other than the monthly fee, I mean, it's pretty much the same and uh, it's it's worked out really well. The, the hard thing is it's not available everywhere and I don't know about internationally, but uh, it's available more and more places. We have a bunch of Academy members using Amazon Fresh, so check it out. So we'll t- stop talking about it now for those of you who are in areas. Yeah, not in, the, not in area. This next one, Dave, I know for you has been something you've really been enjoying and that is Blue Apron. What can you tell us about that? We decide, you know, the struggle we've had over the last year or so, especially as the kids have gotten a little bit older, is cooking meals at home and wanting to cook nice, fresh meals. And at the same time, how do we have the time to do that? And and so we, I, I forget what triggered it, but I don't know, a month or so ago, I said, we're going to try one of these meal services. And there's several of them out there. And so we just decided to try Blue Apron. And for those of you who are not familiar with the way this works is uh, Blue Apron, there's a few others out there too, that um, deliver the ingredients to you. So they put together in a box, basically, all the ingredients you need for the meal, and they give you the recipe information. And then you need to uh, do the cooking. So what they've measured everything out though, and put it all in. And uh, so we've been using Blue Apron now for about a month, month and a half, and it has uh, it has worked out really well. And uh, we've gotten a whole bunch of different varieties of food. It's two meals a week, the system we're on. So we're not trying to go crazy on cooking out a long dinner every single night. Um, so sometimes we'll 
uh, do something that's quicker. Sometimes, you know, occasionally we'll go out, but once in a while, you know, this has worked out really well with getting us to cook more. It's getting us eating more vegetables, all of us, <laughs> because they have that as part of every meal. The kids have, for the most part, liked the meals and have uh, eaten them and, and enjoyed the cooking process. And I'm actually feeling like I'm getting to be a little bit of a better chef just by going through and doing some cooking. The one thing is, it's not one of these things where you can put together in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Bonnie Snickers, uh, you need a good, I mean, for most of the meals, you need a good 30 to 40 minutes. But I think the the advantages is if you think about the time you would normally go to the store, figure out the recipes, all the things you need to get. There's a time and a place for that, but on a regular basis, this has, I think, saved us a, a bit of time and gotten us the benefits of having a home-cooked meal. So, so anyway, so that didn't very really quick. sound very time-saving or efficient. Maybe I need to work on my categorization here. I know the next one you wanted to share about here is acuity scheduling, Dave. Yeah, I think acuity scheduling, speaking of timing and efficiency. So we previously had, had mentioned one of the other um, services for this time trade. And I think that works if you're just an individual doing things. We were running into some issues with time trade, though. Because here's here's the problem we have. Bonnie and I have a studio here in our house. We both book interviews and we both have automated that process so people can schedule interviews who our guests are coming and people are making invitations to. So they can book on our calendars. But the problem is we can't have it happen where both of our calendars get booked for an interview at the same time because we only have one set of equipment. So the nice thing about acuity scheduling is that you can really customize a lot of things and you can set up resources. So for example, if you are a business that say, for example, you want to book, um, you have two or three rooms available, you can set them up as, as resources and people can automatically schedule and you cannot overbook yourself because it will allocate people to the correct number of resources and rooms that you have and you can coordinate schedules across different staff. Uh, for us, this has been huge because we didn't need like our own calendar, server, all those things you can set up with rooms and resources that a lot of corporations have. But the just the one-on-one -on -one scheduling app wasn't doing it for us. And Acuity Scheduling has absolutely made that seamless. We have had zero issues with it, Bonnie, since we started this, this past summer. Um, we've never been double booked. Works both of our calendars seamlessly. And you can set up tons of... I can set up links where if I set on a link to someone, I want it to be a video meeting versus a phone call, how many, how much time, and whatever I want to schedule that person, I just send them the link. They find the time on my calendar to put it in. It all happens automatically. It sends them a reminder uh, the day before or the, you know, the hour before, depending on how you get it set up. It is really a seamless system. And if you're someone that does business in such a way where setting appointments also triggers people getting charged for something, you can have uh, that system set up to take payments and automate that entire process. It is really a fabulous system. I know a lot of folks who are, are have started using Acuity Scheduling, so I'd certainly recommend it as an option if you're looking for a way to automate your calendar and not do any of the back and forth of, does this time work for you? Does this time work for you? It just is uh, totally seamless for us. If you're ever considering one of these online scheduling tools, and I can't recommend them enough, I can't think of a role today that you might have where you wouldn't benefit from this because it's in all different kinds of contexts. But one of the biggest things for me it used to have to be that there was a piece of software running on my computer that would look at my calendar and talk back and forth to it and then look at their service and then talk back and forth to it. So if my computer was not on, 
or that software was not running, then it could very well be that someone tried to schedule and then I added something to my calendar and all of a sudden things are out of sync. I got used to every single email that would come in. I'd go in and make sure it transferred. And I mean, I just, I did not trust it. And it's hysterical because now I still, I'm like, oh, I should, I should, but it it just works because it's not happening on my computer. It's happening on my calendar service, which lives in what they call the cloud. So it's, it's on servers that are running all the time and that's who it's talking to back and forth. And I could be, have my computer be off for two weeks and not get out of sync because it doesn't rely on software that's running on my computer. Really, really like acuity scheduling and this next one, both Dave and I love so much. And that is the Apple watch. Dave, why don't you share a little bit about what you've gotten out of the Apple watch? Oh gosh. Uh, When so to back up a little bit, remember when the Apple watch came out, and we, by the way, we're Apple fans. We have a lot of Apple products in our house. That's probably a bit of an understatement. Remember what I said, Bonnie? I was like, I am not buying that Apple Watch. The last thing I want on my wrist is the internet. And why would anyone want this? And then, of course, I didn't end up getting one to try it out. But the things that I love about it are the things I totally expected to hate about it. And what that is, is the the internet. So here I was worried about being connected to the internet all the time. And it turns out I, I never did a lot of text messaging before I we became parents, Bonnie. I mean, you and I would text once in a while, but I didn't, it, just, it turns out as a parent, you actually really need text messaging, <laughs> caregivers and school and messages and all that kind of thing. And I would sometimes miss things because I wasn't tied to my phone all day long. I found the Apple Watch to be really helpful for getting messages because I don't get a lot of text. So when I get a text, it's generally something that I do want to pay attention to. It's important. I used to miss stuff all the time. I don't really miss stuff anymore now that I have the watch because I can come through right to my wrist. So even if I'm not near my phone or I put it down somewhere, that comes. The other thing that I really love about the watch is you can dictate into it, which I never thought about before I purchased it. But the thing that I find, um, and maybe this is just me and the kind of work I do, but I I have ideas all day long of things like who I want to talk to or, oh, here's an idea for a show or someone mentioned something or I'm driving down the road. I'm listening to a podcast or hear someone on the radio and I'm like, ah, you know, I really want to, you know, here's, I want to interview that person or here's a follow-up or that got me thinking about this or I'm reading this audiobook and I want to capture that quote. Uh, before that stuff would all get lost. Now I dictate it into my watch. So I'll push the dictation button. I'll dictate it in. It copies it to my reminder list. I was driving along the other day, Bonnie, and I was talking into my watch because something, and there was another driver looking at me weird. And I know I looked like a complete fool driving down the freeway, (laughs) talking into my watch, but it works so well. And so I capture all those ideas during the day. And then once a day, I pull up my task list and I look through like, okay, what's on the list that I need is actionable that I can do something with, or doesn't need to go on the ideas list somewhere. So that's been huge. And then the other thing that I love the watch for, and I know you use this too, is just setting up timers as, as weird as this sounds. And as basic as this is, you know, I'll dictate in the watch. I'll say, you know, set a five, set a fifteen minute timer. And if I sit down with someone in a meeting or a lunch, you know, like you don't, you, you want to give your full attention to someone, but at the same time, there is a time you have to end the conversation. But you don't want to be looking at your watch the entire time. You do this with students. Uh, is I'll set the watch to be to vibrate on my wrist five or ten minutes before, and so the other person doesn't even know necessarily. But I can start mentally starting to close down the conversation and make a very nice transition. And uh, I mean, those three things: text, dictation, and just the vibration. And also, uh, I mean, speaking of vibration, the alarms in the morning. Like I sometimes get up earlier than you. I can set the watch to alarm oh, on my yeah. wrist, and I don't have to wake you up. It's so I'm so good for that stuff. I was going to mention I talked about doing keynotes a lot lately. 
Uh-huh. And I haven't even told you this, but I, I get really very down to the details on exactly when it's going to vibrate on my wrist. So halfway through, it's going to buzz me on my wrist. Nobody knows what's happening because only I can feel it. It's not like there's any evidence to them. Uh, and I don't right away have to go tap to dismiss it either. It, yeah, it's vibrating, but like you don't you don't have to have that shock value because it's, it's a very subtle tap. It's hard to describe to someone until you actually experience it. But then when I have a moment, then I'll go and dismiss it. And then I have it, you know, set up for precisely to keep me on track. Cause it's, you know, it's unprofessional when you've been hired for something like that to go over your time. It just throws off the rest of the event. And I really want to respect other people's time. And it's nice when they have someone there who will do that for you, but you can't always count on that. It's really been nice as far as that's concerned. I know this next one is a really great one for both of us. It has changed how I do email completely. And that is SaneBox. And SaneBox is one of the a few services that are out there that divide up your email in a very intelligent way to have only the really most important emails going into your main inboxes and other things going into other folders, such as there's bulk email that might come in, there is more newsletter type emails that might come in, and you get to decide exactly how these folders get constructed and the intelligence behind them. And if it ever gets one wrong, and it, I will tell you, it just it's a very rare occurrence that it categorizes something wrong for me, but all that you do to train it to put things back in the right bucket or the right folder in your email is drag the email from where it was. So let's say something came into newsletters, maybe Dave's newsletters go into newsletters, but I'm like, no, I want every email from Dave to come right into my inbox. Who wouldn't? <laughs> then I can just drag it over to my inbox. I only have to do that once. And by doing that once, it trains it. And the next time it's going to show up in my inbox. There are so many things that SaneBox can do. I am just concerned that you and I could talk for the next hour just about this one alone. So I'm going to leave it at that, except to say, if you have difficulty with managing your email, something like SaneBox could completely transform it for you and really help you spend less time navigating through, sorting through and, and and it not doing that for you is just really, it's time wasted. And it has just saved me a ton of time. And it actually tells you how much time it saved compared to other people, if you want it to, compared to other people that you know that use the service. And it's just a great service. I'd really recommend that people look into it. It has been well worth what we've paid for it. And SaneBox has been a game changer for me on dividing my email into the most important things. And it is, uh, it is, it has also helped me to be better at prioritizing for myself what I need to respond to. And uh, and so I highly recommend it. We set up, we talked to the Sandbox folks, and we set up an opportunity for all of our listeners to try it out for a free trial and to get $15 off a plant. So if you want to try it out, uh, the link will be in the weekly guide and on our notes uh, for checking out Sandbox. So uh, I'd, I'd highly encourage it. Another technology uh, gadget that we've both enjoyed a ton in the last year is Apple's AirPods. It is an amazing device. It's about the size and it actually looks like a small dental floss container. And people made fun of the way that it looks because it does look like you're wearing Apple's headphones that come with an iPhone if you buy them, but that you just cut the cord off. So there is a little sort of tube thing sticking down. I, I'm past all that. <laughs> For the convenience that it is to just have the the case, by the way, isn't just for holding them. The case is for charging them. 
I recently have been doing a lot of travel. So if I'm using them a bunch for a number of hours and they start to run out of batteries, I just need to put them back in the case. The case doesn't have to be plugged in because it's holding a charge of its own. And just like a lot of Apple products, and we did warn you that we're big fans, but they just work. So they work and they can they can connect to my computer when I'm using it. So if I want to do some sort of a video call and use them for my both my microphone as well as my earphones, that works great. If I want to listen to podcasts, walking around, that works. And sorry, sorry to interrupt. Did you say what they are? For people who don't know, the wireless headphones. Wireless headphones. I don't think we said what it was. I'm just sure so. I got so excited I rammed right <laughs> past that because that happens a lot to me. <laughs> I'm sure I've done it earlier on the show and didn't realize it. One of the things we talked about earlier was the Apple Watch. Now things have advanced so much with the newest Apple Watch that Dave and I could go walk around the block right now and not even have our phones with us and just have our wireless headphones that Dave just described, the Apple AirPods in our ears and our our watches can stream music. So we can be listening to music, we could be having a phone call and there's no phone involved, <laughs> there's a watch and there's these headphones and it's it's just they're amazing and I will tell you that it's it's a miracle that I have not lost them yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle <laughs> you haven't gotten electrocuted in the shower. <laughs> hey, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> you, you, well, I just amazed you could use them in the shower, which I wouldn't. I wasn't going about. to mention that. Oh, you weren't. Uh, <laughs> they're well, not waterproof. I don't even think they're water resistant, but I don't not wash my hair every day. So it just works. They stay in your ear. I mean, not everybody's ear, but they stay in Dave's ears and they stay in my ears. Maybe they would stay in your ears too if you give them a try. <laughs> so our last one is a big one I know that's really changed for you how you think about planning and that's the best year ever. Yeah, I mentioned this uh, last month on the planning episode that I aired and talking about how I'm doing planning differently. And uh, for those of you who are already writing down your goals regularly, maybe you've done the best year ever course before, um, I'm going to put that episode in the show notes as a resource because um, you may be ready for that next step as far as planning even in more detail. Most people have not done that. And one of the things I'm often encouraging our audience to do is to uh, think about how can you start to get goals down on paper and be really intentional about where you're going for yourself, your family, and for your organization. And uh, a resource that we have supported over the last several years that I've used many times is Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever course. Uh, at the time we're airing this, it is not quite available yet. We're actually airing this a little bit early. So we'll put a link in the notes. And I'm actually going to send out a, a, a note to our community once it airs uh, with a little more information. I'm actually going to share a story about uh, you, Bonnie, a little bit uh, in that coming mm. up. So you have to wait to see what, uh, what that's all about. But the Best Year Ever course is really a great start to planning out the year. And if you want to get 2018 started on the right path, and particularly if you've never really taken the time to sit down and document and write out your goals for the year and be intentional about where you're going. It is a fabulous place to begin that process um, and to really encourage you to go through that step-by-step -step and in a way that's really proven. And my client always does uh, one, wonderful things with all of his, his courses and this one is no different. So best year ever, check it out. More information on that coming very soon. Thanks, Dave, for joining me on this episode of Teaching in Higher Ed, which will be available at teachinginhighered.com slash 181. And if you go to that link, you'll be able to access the links for all of the resources that we talked about. And some of them have discounts associated with them or free trials 
and just a way for you to get started. So again, go to teachingandhighered.com slash 181 in order to access those links. And also, if you don't want to have to remember to do that, but want an email to come into your inbox once a week, you can subscribe to the weekly Teaching in Higher Ed update at teachingandhighered.com slash subscribe. And in addition to receiving weekly emails with the show notes and a blog about teaching or productivity, you'll also receive a downloadable free ebook with 19 tools that will help you incorporate technology into your teaching and personal productivity. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.